You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Alfonso Cuaron's Children of Men. You have no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jimmy Benson. Hey, Jared's dancing. <laughs> he is. I'm Mr. Jared Gallen. How you doing, Brian? I am doing swell, sir. And Mr. Wahid Al-Khalazmi. What's up? Guys, continuing apocalyptic August? Yes. Yeah. Going into Children of Men here. Oh, man, watching this movie. What a bright, fun movie. Oh, man. <laughs> It instantly jumps. It is a fucking fun movie. It's, seriously, jumps up to my top ten again. Like, yeah, wow, such a fucking what? 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 I'm oh, telling you, dude. You... I'm, I'm opening the gates that strong wow. with this one. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude. This is probably one of the best movies ever made. Totally agree. There's wow. so much shit going yeah. on in the background, man. There's so many subtleties in this fucking film. Okay. Well, guys, let's bring it. We're throwing the gauntlet down. Before with men. before we even go into the movie, I want to know what everyone's thoughts around the table right here. What do you guys think? Of long shots in cinema. Fucking love them. Hard as fuck to do. He's in my head. <laughs> but they're amazing. If you can pull it off, fucking do it. Sometimes they can be really boring. Um, but for some reason, this guy, his scenes build tension and have this kind of voyeuristic kind of feel that makes it feel extremely realistic. And it's so damn suspenseful and, yeah, sexy. And I'm, I'm with you on that. And we are defining this, which I love it. You said in cinema, all right? Cinema. Mumblecore is not a genre that should be included in cinema. They do a lot of long one-takers of a guy smoking a cigarette for 10 minutes while the fucking camera's on a tripod. That's not the same. This is all well, choreographed, that, you know, that, background, foreground. Shot, you know, and you oh, eating a pizza. Fuck that shit, dude. I am. Get the fuck out of my he, face. He's eating Burger King. That's what it was. He was a whopper. I, I have no idea. Yeah, but see, later on, I know what you're break, talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. He's, what he's eating, I don't know what he's eating. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's eating a whopper, and then Macaulay Culkin did it eating pizza. Mm. Because, you know. Because oh. he well, wants to be weird, too? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's fucking hell. It's art, bro. Jeremy, what do you think? I think they're great when they. I, I think they have their place. Like in this movie, he does them really well. But some movies I've seen where they're like, "Man, this could 
this could get sped up a little bit. <laughs> well, I right. Agree. I mean, that's a complaint sometimes. Like you get taken out of uh, the movie because you know you're all of a sudden you're watching this continuous take and you're right. like, okay, well, okay, I'm gonna see the, where the actors are coming in here and where this person's coming in here and kind of well, takes you out of the movie just like, a little bit. Yeah. One of the reasons it works really good in this is like the first time you see it, you don't, you, you hardly even notice it. It's done so smoothly, right? But then some movies. You can tell it affects the acting. They're they're trying to get more of the timing down. Mm-hmm. It it has its place, and when you can pull it off, it works. Like, have you seen um, Gus Van Sant's Elephant? Or, no, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Um, Last no, Days? I still have not seen that. I've seen yeah. Elephant. Yeah, they, they, it's just these long, long shots where you know, the, basically the, the camera's moving through things that are happening, following people around, kind of like what this is doing. But unlike that it's film, it's not as good. It's, yeah, it's right, exactly. exactly. And it's all the, and it's always behind them in Gus Van Sant's one. You yeah, know why? Because like he's not a really good director because he doesn't know how to fucking build suspense or anything in one right. take. Or even so, use that blocking properly. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. let's back up here. No, no oh, man. Come on, come on. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's happening here? Dude, right off the bat, right off the bat, this film, man, it starts out and it's like a shot of the crowd. So he he's immediately putting you into where the world is without like having to have a narrator or any of the characters say anything. You're just hearing what the TV is saying, you know, about baby Diego dying when he's 18 and everyone's already enthralled. So you're already as an audience member watching an audience watch you in a way. And then the camera just stays with the Clive Owens character. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, and Theo. The, Theo. Theo. And it's like, it just goes out with him and you get to see the a semi-futuristic 2027 and some of the chaos in it. And it just sets everything up because the TV is already going like the whole world burned except Britain. Britain's standing. And so you already know where the fuck you are because of that. And it goes out with him. It's all in one take. And he sits there to just put a little sugar on his thing. And just and a little whiskey. Boom. Well, and there, the there is a cut in that scene. They, they cut beautiful. into the, the TV. Yeah. They, they hide cuts really well in this. Yeah. You know, there had to have been in the, in the car shot. Where Julian Moore's there character is. dies, there's got to be one. Well, because uh, they're they're on that spinning rig, and then the yeah. end of that scene, they actually go through the window and yeah. out, and mm-hmm. it's it's seamless. I, I actually went back and watched that three times today, going, "Where's the cut? It, <laughs> it's the it's, fucking it's, cut." It's when it goes outside, they're using the uh, the side of the car, yeah, the window frame. They're using that's, that. That's what I thought. But yeah. it's handheld. A lot of stuff they're doing is it's handheld, and they're matching shots. Dude. You can well, you can actually tell. You can see. You can kind of like see you the way the it. camera's yeah. moving you can see the grip is like moving or the camera ops moving the, right. the rig the camera off the rig but it I, is a good set Alfonso no, Cuaron himself shot some of that stuff like physically camera opt uh, like the, that open scene he the, the the behind the scene footage is like of him fucking camera opping oh man yeah. I didn't know that no, that guy's a uh, motherfucker the blocking awesome. is it's amazing seriously amazing the, the choreography but I do think the the one take definitely something film film people like geeks only pick up on like i showed my mom the opening scene to um what was the james bond movie that had that long opening shot specter specter yeah i was like hey, look you and she was like i don't see what you're talking about like she could not <laughs> understand what i was talking about yeah but you see but if you put it in terms of like you see what what one takes like that do is they give you a spatial awareness of right. the setting and the character that even if you're not aware of it, as in, like, it's just one long take as an audience member, you feel something different about this film, you know? So it's like, if, if you showed her this film, 
cut by someone else without long takes or anything like that, she may have a different sense of it watching it with the long takes and stuff like that because it gives you a different spatial awareness and puts you... I agree it gives you a difference, but I don't think it would affect how she sees it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, think, I, th- I think it's the feeling, not how she sees it. Like, not by terminal- terminology or like, oh, I look at the she's just kind of going over the top layer of, okay... That guy just killed a guy. <laughs> Why'd it take five uh, minutes to walk over there and do it? <laughs> Why are they showing James Bond looking all suave walking on top of this building? Because it looks sexy as fuck. Like the thing she was worried about most is, but was the girl? He just left that girl. <laughs> like, never mind. That's what I was worried about too. Go back to the honey in the room, Bond. Yeah, he's like, don't worry, I got time. I'm hey, James man. Bond. <laughs> Gotta go take care of this first. Your mom knows some stuff then. <laughs> Hey man, new Bond title, No Time to Die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty sexy. That that little do, teaser um, title thing that they put the video out. Yeah, it looked sexy as well. Do, I like do that you think point. that there's a room somewhere with like titles like like little words like No Time to Die? All these like I think there's Bond. an online James Bond title. Yeah, I was thinking that. Or, or there's a room with motherfuckers with darts throwing darts in a room. No time. Yeah, what is this? This is, to... this is the fourth Bond film. Yeah. Let's die in the title. There's Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies. Let die another let day. Die. Yeah. Live and let, let die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Die another day. Yeah. There may be another one. Ba-da-dum, I can't think of one right now, but. All right, and we're gonna we're gonna do that live and let die right underneath us right now while we're live talking. Live and let die. die. Guys, die. wrong movie. Wrong. Movie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but <laughs> back to uh, 2027. Uh, you with know, Alfonso okay. Cuarón. One thing I do like about Cuarón, um, Cuarón, that he was able to do with the the cinematography, uh, the long shots. You can see where he's putting like the over the shoulder shot. Mm-hmm. He's oh, yeah. putting somebody's close up in there. Um, well, he moves well, the camera in, into the shot. He's editing the movie for you in the shot. Yeah, right? yeah, and it's not, it's not like a long shot where you know it's just following a character. Like uh, what's that real famous one in Goodfellas where they're walking into the bar? Oh, right? the bar. Yeah, that's like super famous, but it's not the same thing. You're, you constantly have the same uh, lock yeah. perspective. Well, well, because, yeah, because I mean that always. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, go ahead. No, no, go for it. it. It always helps on like we were talking about on Un- Unbreakable. When he was going up from the mirror and then coming back down to catch what she's saying, you're getting the shots in that one take. Right. So your brain's automatically editing it. And it gives you a more honest uh, performance as well because they have to actually play it out like a stage performance. I agree with both. And I think what makes this even more of a genius thing is I don't know if you guys remember the first shot when you see Theo, not the first shot, but like the first time you see Theo getting off of a bus. And there's the detention camps, and that was it. Followed him out of the bus, yeah. right? And he walks off frame. And see what's different with Alfonso Cuarón is that he shows you what's going on in the background. The camera left the main character, right? Unlike Goodfellas, unlike the other ones where it's done just for the main character, and it just continued pushing in, basically the equivalent of a close up on the on the gentlemen that were inside the cages you right. know and then behind them you can see the bull- bulldozer like taking that stuff down and then the camera backs out of that and it goes back to theo and starts following him right so it just it paints a world in a, the way he does it paints a world in a different way right he he, tre- he treats the camera's focus as like to lead your eye like even in the scene like well uh, like even in the car where the camera's spinning around they'll they'll push focus all the way to infinity to catch the you know the motorcycles coming in and then it pulls to this and it pulls to that and it's just like it's telling the story with as the camera yep. moves it's just it's like a really clever way of uh, creating the edit yeah i like it all in this there's some movies where it totally just feels like the director's <laughs> trying to show off and right in those cases like 
like, to me, the camera's there to help you to tell the story. Yeah. And in those cases, it's like, okay, we're not telling the story. We're just showing you what cool thing we can do. Yeah. Um, I got a perfect example of that. That's uh, World of the Worlds. <laughs> when, when he's moving the camera down the, hall, the, uh, the uh, interstate, you know, and they're, and the camera moves, and the car almost nearly misses it, and it pushes back into the vehicle, and it pulls out and goes around to the front of it, and Tom Cruise is like, we got screaming and shit well like, no that, that, and then it goes behind <laughs> through the back yeah, yeah. seat but out that, the top that, that does create chaos though oh it and does it, and it is showing you like I know but it feels very flashy because you're, you're, you're like, like well you're inside the car right and then I always it, think yeah. of the it needs Hobbit. to show show you all the traffic that's oh, the, or that how, the, how the camera moves Ooh. unrealistically yeah. yeah there's some one takes in that it's just like oh come on <laughs> yeah did we really have to fly through entire Middle Earth to get to that close up? <laughs> it's the Goblin King, dude. You gotta, you gotta fly like the camera, like five, you know, uh, million years like down David to his Bowie? lair. The Goblin King, <laughs> dance magic, dance. Damn it, fucking David Bowie in your and your codpiece always says, enters my brain in these fucking episodes. What kind of magic? Because Jared's constantly wearing a codpiece. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, it's called a moose knuckle. Male, you know, male uh, camel toe, moose. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, all right. Uh-huh, yeah. So now everybody knows what uh-huh. we're uh, we're all staring at. Yeah, yep. staring at my moose knuckle. Hey, man, Jared's been working out stuff. So he's starting yeah. to look sexy as fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying. saying, you know. There's a lot of muscle going on under this fat. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you that little moose knuckle. <laughs> working out the moose knuckle. Mm. Oh my gosh. Uh, can, can we say how badass Michael Caine is in this movie? Oh, Michael Caine. Well, is oh, hold up. Oh, yeah. When is Michael Caine not badass? I'm just saying. Never. So I mean, like good. he's even badass in Jaws Four. I mean, he even says that stupid Wait, fucking dialogue. He was in like, fucking Jaws 4? Oh, hell yeah, dude. What? Yeah. This, and that, he, that was definitely oh, post-Alfie. That was definitely post-Alfie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was like the 80s. What the fuck? Why would he take that Or maybe early movie? 90s. Oh, wow. Jesus. Because they paid him. Yeah. He could not accept his uh, first uh, Academy Award winning uh, win Why? performance because he was off shooting Jaws 4. <laughs> fuck me. What? True story. Fuck those guys and True that director story. and that whole He's like, production. bro, you should let me off. Yeah. So go. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, no, I just walk off. Yeah. <laughs> There's no let me off. Just fucking walk off. I'm like, fuck, I just won an Oscar. Dominated for it. Like, fuck you. I don't think Michael can care. I think he was getting paid pretty good on Jaws for it. Lost Wayne. I think, I think he was uh, he was loving life. Uh, so uh, apocalyptic August. What makes this film apocalyptic? What, what's the story of this film for Who's you guys? The, the dystopian. Yeah, you, you can't have babies, man. There's no more babies, bro. Yeah. You know, uh, something I did find interesting, um, and kind of makes the title make more sense, um, in the book that this is based on... Yep. There's a the in front of children. The children <laughs> of men. Well, not only that, but it's actually men that are infertile. It's men that are infertile, and it's a, um, it's a boy that's born. Yeah. Right. Which is kind of fucked up, because even though that that child is born, it's not going to do anything, because it's possibly... Infertile. I, I guess the title still works, Children of Men, but yeah. it it does kind of lose a little bit. It's like, well, <laughs> women are now infertile in the movie because Michael Caine does have a line where he mm-hmm. says something yeah. about like uh, women like, all the women are the women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was asking Theo like, why do you think women can't be, you know, they can't have kids anymore? And blah blah blah. And there's all done with our shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, women we'll just like general strike for 18 years. <laughs> this world's fucked. We're done. It's time to restart. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> Fucking assholes. There's all the posters in the background, like you got to get, uh, you got to get checked to see if you're you're fertile or you're gonna go to jail. Man, they're, they're all about man. locking people up in this in this world. That's right, dude. It'd be, dep- it'd fucking, be depressing. Yeah, yeah. it's illegal to be a foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck being an immigrant. Foreigner, you're out. You're get done. Out of here. You're, you're gone. 
Very timely. But they keep a lot of animals around, though. They do. There's a lot of dogs and sheep. Yeah, yeah. And just thematically, the idea of no next generation. Yeah. Kind of get to thinking about, like, like, your life means something because you're trying to leave a better world for the next generation. If there's not going to be a next generation, man, screw it. Yeah, that's, what do that's you do? why you, you start drinking whiskey with your coffee uh, before you go to work at night. Yeah, in like the I love the way he he just plays it like I'm just <laughs> doing my thing. Like I'm so just used to this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even even when be, uh, was it Baby Diego dies? Yeah. yeah. Baby like Diego. everyone else in the coffee shop is like super like oh I'm sad and they can't get their coffee and he just walks right in and gets his coffee. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's yeah. like I don't give a shit. Like he goes to his boss and he's like you mind if I go home and finish work from home? And I, I totally <clears throat> to me I'm so that, upset about Baby Diego that plays <laughs> off like he lost he's already lost his kid right so he's yeah. already gone through this emotion like he's already hit bottom. Yeah, and yeah. he's done with the world, and he's like, fuck it, you know? It's just a little... His words, it's like, he's just a fucking famous wanker for no fucking reason under the fact that he was just last baby born. <laughs> he's like, fuck baby Diego. I love it when Clive Owen insults people. He does it better than anyone. It's so poetic. Oh my god, dude. It's like, uh... He's so good and closer. I was gonna... I was just about yeah, to say that. Dude, that the whole so fucking good. scene with him and Jude Law where they were, like, chatting... And he's like, I'll suck your cock. And, like, and it's like just fucking hilarious, like the way he does Man, it. Man, I was thinking about his scene with Julia Roberts where he was like, what, what does this cum taste like? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck yeah. Ooh, so good. I did rewatch him called Jude Law Cunt probably about five or six <laughs> times. I love that, too. I love <laughs> that, you, too. Where he's he standing there crying yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking little baby What a great cunt. movie, man. <laughs> I know Kane's uh, probably the, like, the one that you remember the most, but just subtlety-wise, I think Owens has the best performance. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I yeah. mean, just Perfect little casting. stuff he's he's doing it with his eyes that man it sells his character. Dude, when when Julia dies in the car after that raid, which I would love to kind of dissect a couple of those big long shots if if you guys have the time, talk Do about it. them. You know, be a little bit more you know philosophical in this film. Um, like when he when when she died and they pull into the woods and he goes to smoke a cigarette and he's got those like fucking shitty ass flip flops right because he can barely walk right right. Man, like just him trying to smoke the cigarette when he breaks down and that like we walks away and, and kind of separates Dude, himself. It's so fucking subtle and it's so far away and 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 like the cam the, the focus starts on the camera. I mean, sorry, on on the background with the car. Yeah, and, and, and it comes it kept, in. It, the blocking is so perfect. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and 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 that's just a subtle take, and it was handheld, but man, it just like made you feel like. You're like, fuck, dude, no one can do that role better than him. That was perfect. And, and what what makes that scene feel? The way it does is the pure happiness he's showing when she, they're doing the spitting the ball back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel like you really know this guy. Right. Like he's a real person and, oh my God, he's got to go through this. So many nuances that he just he expresses with body language, face, and, I'm you know, credit. This wasn't a bigger hit. Like, you I'm know, surprised this flopped the way it did. Why, why do you guys it think that? Flop. It did flop, but why do you guys think that? I have a theory. I got a theory of why it flopped. It's the budget was fucking 76 fucking million dollars. Dude, worth well, every fucking penny. It's all high. in front of the camera. <laughs> what are you talking about? 76 million dollars. That's nothing what? for what they did with it. Chump change, bro. I'm just saying, dude. That is nothing for what... But that's not why it and, bombed. And it's all... Isn't it also lit... Well, like ninety percent seventy. Yeah, they're not. So they're not doing they any like major 30, writing. Yeah, then that, it would have made <laughs> the birth scene was like literally that that little lantern that yeah. they're holding. That's that's what it. Was lighting the and fucking like, scene. They, they seriously they they light 
I'm going to say the almost, I think almost everything in this movie is, is practical lighting. It's all, you know, they, there's lights in the shots. They're just putting like fluorescence and stuff and, and yeah, tons of pr- lamps, like in the houses and shit. Yeah. When they come in, every lamp is on in the house and yeah. they're all uh, strategically placed. Even when he goes outside and he's like overhearing that they're going to kill him and or everything. With the car, there's a car light itself yeah. when he yeah. opens the door and shit. Yeah. And exactly. like the, the, the sky is blue. Dude, the fucking beautiful cinematography. It's amazing. But that is not why the film failed. It's simple. It didn't bomb because it was $76 million budget. If it was lower budget, it would have made its money back. It made $69.9 million worldwide. If you're telling me if that movie didn't have a $40 million budget, wouldn't it be profitable? No, I'm no, I'm not saying. Say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Wait, you're saying worldwide it had sixty nine million dollars, or just yeah. domestic? No, no, that's worldwide, dude. It didn't even uh, make its budget well, there, back. In there goes theaters. my fucking theory. Then don't worry about it. My theory was this film is too European with some American action in it. The American audience is like, I don't fucking get it, and that's oh, why no, no one no, saw no, it. No. Then you know, don't worry about it. My apparently, theory, my nobody got, the got fuck it. Out. Nobody got it. <laughs> No, no. Maybe I mean, after we see the trailer, we'll be like, "Ah, oh, the trailer sucks." That's I don't, this is bad marketing. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón does; he is heavily influenced by European filmmakers. But on this movie, these ideas um, that were brought from cinema this is a, this is even from American filmmakers. This is from like William Freakin bringing like uh, documentary, like uh, film school uh, techniques. And uh, the cinema verte style right. of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. I totally him. thought of Freakton. Yeah, a like the French of times Connection. While, while I was watching this, yeah, yeah. I mean, even Paul Greengrass. Like, think of like the Bourne yeah. movies oh, that he did. Yeah. And United ninety three exactly. came out the same year. Same year, yeah. And he was like owning this fucking but, yeah, style. But, like, well, well, Paul, yeah, but pa- Paul Greengrass, like fucking when when he did those. That motherfucker, he showed people something new where actually pe- regular people were like, um, I need to understand what a tripod is now because <laughs> <laughs> these films are a lot different. <laughs> these films are making me vomit. By the third one of those, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> no. Uh, but you know what? No one can- going, Why is it shaky? Because <laughs> they're, they're on a 200 millimeter lens. <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> people in a mini no one, no, no one can shoot and make action look so fucking amazing better than Paul Greengrass. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought he you were going to say Michael that. Bay. No, I used to think it's Michael <sighs> Bay. And you fucking watch Paul Greengrass, man. Michael you're Bay's like, pretty good. yeah, he's pretty good with a dolly. But fucking Paul Greengrass, man, puts that fucking camera. And so, like, there's these shots where, like, the cars are about to hit each other. And that's the first time I've ever been cognizant to the fact that he put a camera inside the car that got crashed. Oh, yeah. On the bumper of it. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm seeing the fucking crash from all angles. And it's like, Fucking Matt Damon is badass in this shit. Yeah, man. Thanks to uh, Paul, because you know you can you can watch the Doug Lehman one, and you're like, yeah, Matt Damon's kind of cool. You watch the one with uh, Paul Greengrass, you're like, fucking Matt Damon is a destroyer. Don't fuck with him. Did Paul Greengrass <laughs> not do the first one? No, Doug no Lyman that's Doug. Okay, Ly- yeah. Lyman. Lyman, Lyman. Yeah. Clive he, Owens in the uh, Firstborn movie. Yes, he is. He's an assassin. Dude, yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, the BMW series of short films yes. with Clive yes. Owens? They're, they're all Fuck, amazing. Yes. yes. The one with Madonna where he fucking hits her head on the window. I'm like, yes, do it more. <laughs> yeah, Tony Scott did one. John Woo did yeah, one. Those are great. If you guys oh, have never man, seen yeah. that, Guy you Ricci. Need to look that up. There, yeah, there were that's a bunch the, of that's the Madonna one. Guy Ricci did that one. Yeah, yeah, that is a good series. Mm-hmm. We'll, see, we'll see if we can what, find him. Put him in the show notes. Does anybody know what they shot this with? Was it shot on film? Oh, this it was shot on totally film. shot on was film. Was it shot on film? Yeah. It's even more impressive. Oh hell yeah! They had, Especially because you know you can you, you, the mags. You don't you don't have uh, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know you can't just continuously do take after take after take after take. You got to shut down and you know change mags. 
Well, no, I mean, dude, after every one of fit. those long takes, man, like, think about how much shit they had to reset, though. Dude, I was thinking just as a camera like, operator, fuck. just to just keeping it in your in your head. Okay, cool. Now we need to pan over here. And then we're going to lock that down. And then you're following the action here. And then we're going to we're going to run over here. And then we're going to turn turn around and catch that. Like, holy fuck! You imagine getting through all the way to the end of that, and, then, and you're like, you fuck up. You're like, god damn it! And they're like, all you <laughs> seven hundred people like reset. And you're like. <laughs> Fuck. But one more again for the camera operator. God damn. That's why they're pros. <laughs> no, man, but that's fucking dedication. That's like uh, yeah. the Russian arc, you know? <laughs> fucking two hours. Can you imagine resetting that shit? Oh, what my God. What movie was it? I saw it. It was a documentary about Hitchcock, and he was doing a, like a long take. But the, oh, rope. Yeah. the reel wasn't long enough, so he had to figure out a place to cut yeah, behind the wall or, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that, that whole movie is like, like one cuts shot. Or, no, it's six cuts or something like that. Though. Well, yeah, it's but yeah, it's people like blocking the frame. They're yeah, hiding yeah, the yeah. edits. Yeah. It's supposed to look like it's all one. Like what's that uh, Elizabeth Olsen? Was it Elizabeth Olsen movie that was like that? Silent House. Oh mm. yeah, where she's like trapped inside the house and that. What they you trying did to say Birdman? Oh no. Oh yeah, there's that yeah. one too. Yeah. yeah. Right. See, Silent House is an example of it didn't. I didn't really care for it in that. Is I that agree. the same DP? Mm, no. This one is, uh, what's the guy's name? This is Emmanuel, right? You got IMDb right there behind you. (sighs) Sorry, Brian. Dude, it's fucking 10 o'clock at night. I'm an old man. I've been drinking all day. I don't take notes. No, I haven't. (laughs) Jeremy's like, I don't take notes. I just watch the shit and talk about it. (laughs) Brian's a note taker. There you go. What was was the other film? uh, What's he known for? uh, It's director for, yep, Birdman, Gravity... The Revenant. Oh, these are all long taker movies. Yeah. Yeah. That guy just made his career in long <laughs> takes. He's good well, at it. Well, fuck, dude. That means he won the cinematography. F- Has he won the Oscar three times? Three time Academy Award Director's winning. like, I want to do this and some. Got to get the long take guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he did the yeah. Reverend. He did Gravity. What a badass. He's won the Oscar three fucking times, dude. Fuck me. Look at that. Fucking way to go, Mexico. Yeah. Good yeah. shit, bro. And he just shot a short. Alfonso Cuaron is one of the three amigos. So Yeah. They, they just use this guy. They're like, hey, he's really good. Well, who's who's <laughs> let's, the other one? Guillermo Nevada. They yeah. pass him around, oh, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like, hey, check this guy out. Hey, man, you free? <clears throat> no, dude, I'm shooting a commercial. and Oh, that's too bad. I have to call the other guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good filmmakers, good work. Yeah, this guy's been fucking shooting since 1983. Wow. Like three years before I was born. Holy shit. One thing, uh, I'm watching the movie that really stood out to me that I, I, I did have to look up, and I actually found a, a symbolism re- reason. I wanted to see if you guys noticed it. It's the scene with Theo meets his uncle, and he's asking for the papers. And oh. it's in this huge room, and there's windows, and outside the windows, there's, and there's a big... There's a pig. The Pink Floyd, uh, Pink Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Animals. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and- animals, Pink Floyd. Okay, great. Well, I didn't know that was connected to... I'm not a Pink Floyd fan. I didn't know that was connected to... Uh, uh, Animal Farm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a concept album based on that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then I think on the back wall behind so it right. is like, it's all uh, the Picasso it's stuff. Picasso stuff, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like showing the dichotomy between you know, the different sides of the table. Yeah, and then you have like the uh, Statue of David, and um, he commented. Missing a leg. Missing a leg, and he's like, you know, we saved him before. And I can't remember, it's a very famous work of art, but it later comes in when the girl is standing in front of him when she reveals that she's pregnant the first time. Her yeah. pose is that destroyed art he was oh, talking yeah, about. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I can't remember what the fuck that but art was. But she changes her hands. I thought the destroyed art was that uh, famous painting uh, <clears throat> no, it's where that, she dies. No, no, it's... it's the uh, death of Mary. I watched a whole documentary on what the art was mm-hmm. symbolizing in this. So am I right or wrong about that, then? 
if you watch the whole documentary about the symbolism of the art. But they didn't mention anything about her standing. They were just yeah, talking the, about how Picasso made a statement once that this is the Benson paraphrase of the Picasso statement. <laughs> um, art is where we put our hopes in a world where there's not any hopes. They're not creating any art. So it's it's kind of like, oh, we're just remembering the old art. Oh, well, that that works well for this movie. So nobody like the the idea in this movie was that there there's no artist working hmm. like they've given up all their inspiration so the only art is what's already been made yeah if you're just trying to survive then there's no time for art yeah. basically well there's no like yeah. there's no next generation so there's nobody I mean, to appreciate you it. keep saying no next generation i keep thinking but there's no star trek <laughs> <laughs> no but, there would be no star trek I'd, yeah i'd be losing my shit yeah i mean that well that's exactly what michael kane's character is he's like a political uh, cartoonist right right and you know artist and he's and, also a crazy uh a pot bot uh, botanist. well that's what he's doing he's he's like now but he's like well man i'm just sitting down like m- making strawberry cough yeah you know it's like i'm coming up with all these different we- strains of weed man that i'm inventing and you know i'm just taking care of my uh you know, wife that's kind of she's catatonic. She's catatonic and for because some reason, of uh, she got tortured yeah, by and the government. And they, and they have like this like suicide kit. Oh, Quietus. Yeah, Quietus. Which apparently in the book, <laughs> yeah, apparently in the book, uh, Quietus was they'll take you and they'll drown you all in a what? big like ceremony. There'd be like a big and it, whenever you turn, I think I think you turn sixty or seventy years old, everybody has to commit suicide. That is really dark. And that's kind of way, like a Logan's Run. Yeah, and the way that they would do it is they get you all in. The, it's called the quietest, and and that's why they actually the cover of that box is a water, is because uh, you would drown. They they mash drownings. Is how oh, it was water. I thought it was clouds. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, okay, but um. Anyways, the the quietest in the book apparently was mash drownings. Huh. Well, that would make sense if it was water. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. That's a lot more fucked up. That's super fucked up. <laughs> I like, but I liked it in this one though because they they kind of played it off like, oh yeah, hey, you know, life's too tough. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's like, he's like, it's funny. They'll, they'll they'll send you quietest in the mail and all that, but pot's still illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is it trailer time, guys? I think so, Brian. All right, guys, we're gonna play the trailer for Children of Men. We'll be back. I can't really remember when I last had any hope. And I certainly can't remember when anyone else did either. Because really, since women stopped being able to have babies, what's left to hope for? The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. The youngest person on Earth was 18 years, 4 months, 20 days, 16 hours and 8 minutes old. The ultimate mystery. Why are women infertile? Some say it's genetic experiments, pollution. Why do you think we can't make babies anymore? Doesn't matter. It's all over in 50 years. It's too late. Move along! Move along! Hello, Theo. Have you been? I'm sorry about the theatrics. Police have been a pain lately. I haven't seen you for nearly 20 years. need your help. Not for me, a girl. I need to get her to the coast, past security checkpoints. It's hard for me to look at you. He had your eyes. So why did you come to me? I trust you. Show him. Now 
Now you know what's at stake. We have to meet the boat. What is this boat? The human project have sent a boat. The human project? Yes, the greatest minds in the world working for a new society. Your baby is the miracle the whole world has been waiting for. We will find a way to get you to the human project, I promise you. We're almost there, Keith. We're almost there. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Children of Men from 2006. And now we know why this film did not make any money. <laughs> I thought that was a good trailer. What, you, uh, what the marketing? The, the marketing, marketing dude, yeah, man. Guys, I, what year did this come out? 2006. Well, 2006. technically 2007. It was the first movie I saw in theaters. Okay, I was still in Florida, and I saw this in the theater. Yeah, me too. Yeah, man. It was a good but experience. Maybe that was just because films are on my radar, you know. Um, but I remember there being like an audience. Uh, I don't know, man. That that trailer just watching yeah. it, I'm like, Ugh. You, you just put like in the director of Harry Potter. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you do not weird. fucking <laughs> add that to this fucking well, film. Well, Clive Owen was really hot like r- around this yeah, time. Yeah, he as did well. shoot him up like the same time around the same time. Um, yeah, he got really big with like what was it Inside Man? He yeah. was in that. Yeah. What was the first American movie he did? Uh, what was it? Uh, the big epic. It didn't do very well at the box office. Um, King Arthur. Oh yeah! With, oh yeah! Uh, uh, Kira Knightley. Um, K- yeah. yeah, yeah. Not very good. How many period pieces has Kira Knightley done? <laughs> <laughs> she can do the King's English really well. That's true, man. That's got to like, be at least half her filmography. Seriously, yeah. she's like, is it set in the Victorian era? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. There's a lot from this trailer that I just saw. I'm like, oh, hey, we, you know, we we got to talk about the the trio you know it's clive owen key the girl who's pregnant yeah and that hippie chick that goes room 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 on top of people when they're dead the hippie chick oh you're talking about the gypsy the, the gypsy, gypsy woman no 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 not the gypsy no. woman not the arab looking gypsy romanian woman i'm talking about the oh the midwife gr- the midwife with the dreads. oh, oh right. the, the woman who yeah. gets just like Fuck, randomly pulled off a fucking the bus fuck out of she, she's the only well, no, thing that random like, she's she's she kind of puts herself out there to yeah. save her yeah. <laughs> the, yeah yeah she wants to save key so, she, right. she annoyed the fuck out of me. Uh, but, you know... Why? Why'd she annoy you? Dude, I think her character is supposed to be annoying. She did a good job at being annoying. She well, annoyed the fuck out of Clive Owen the entire time. She, she, <laughs> well, she's like a... Because there's like a the subplot with this uh, radical group called the Fishes that are fighting for the immigrants. Right. And they have a power struggle between, I guess, Julian Moore and uh, Chiwetel Ford's character. Yeah. And they end up uh, killing her. Yeah, and and they and they basically what they wanted to do is you know take this refugee. The, you know they call them Fujis. Fujis. Take this Fuji. <laughs> That's the score, man. And, and and show to the world that you know we we are. We're the hope for new existence or whatever it is, you know. So that's the whole thing too. Like, there's so many different subplots in this film too, like about fucking hope and. Well, they want to use the baby, I guess, to rally support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As it's right. like a, it's like a marketing tool almost for from them. all the I guess yeah. yeah all the immigrants and foreigners yeah. that are locked up in these like there's like well, slums. Well, but yeah, but then also you know uh, London is closed off, but there's all the surrounding areas that has all the like unruly people. So it's like if you can march an army on there, you can take over the last city that's still standing. And in a way, also this becomes a prison 
escape film because Clive Owen goes from the good side and escapes into the bad side, you know? Oh, to, totally. To to take the girl to the human project or whatever it is. I don't know. There's so many different subplots going on at the same time, but it makes it so fun. You, you're, you're not lost. You're like, okay, I see the mission here. Right, and there's also a lot of, like, really themes that we've seen before there's a lot of religious tones going mm-hmm. on with you know the bringing the yep. bringing the savior even one point where she says she's like uh she said that she was uh pregnant and she never had sex she's still a virgin you know like the immaculate birth wouldn't that yeah, be wicked uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the allusion to him but not wearing shoes and then putting the sandals on they say that's kind of like jesus. jesus you know yeah. he's the jesus i can see that yeah hi jesus because he was super high when that happened. <laughs> it was a strawberry cough, bro. My son, <laughs> my son came in at the end of the movie. He watched like the last five minutes, and they're on the boat, right? Yeah. Clive Owen's dying. He was like, "Be hilarious if all of a sudden Godzilla rose up out of the water <laughs> and then the movie ended." <laughs> Different movie. Different sci-fi film, son. Different sci-fi film. That would be hilarious, but, though. Those are those are worlds that. Shouldn't collide. Or zombies just all of a sudden start coming off the boat. You're like, oh, no. Dude, anything could happen. The boat never gets there, really. So you don't know if they pull up and then, you know, it could be anything. She starts going, the boat's leaking. The boat's leaking. <laughs> that is a good reveal that uh, Clive Owen's been shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, she starts freaking out thinking that she's been hit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's me. <laughs> or, or like, yeah, she's been, you know, bleeding from giving birth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We know for sure he's dead, but we don't know if she got to the boat or not. Or... No, she got to the boat. They show the boat. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Shows up. But we don't know if she's on it. It could be a ghost ship. There's no one in there. No, there's a dude up on the... Uh... There is? I didn't see Whatever a fucking the... dude. Yeah, there's like a sailor guy wearing orange. It's... But she's I don't know what that. I don't know my nautical terms. Yeah, you're nautical. Nah. <laughs> I don't know my nautical terms. <laughs> <laughs> there was still distance between her and the boat. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that could have happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Godzilla could have come no, out. Zombies could have popped Because up. when those airplanes come in and they bomb that city that they were in, do you see yeah. that? It's kind of off in the distance. Yeah, but just, she's not on the boat yet. Right. You could pick yeah, up with a second true. movie completely where the boat shows up, they pick her up, and it's the, it's the people who have been chasing her are already on the boat. And in uh, so like right they, before yeah. it, right after it cuts, somebody just goes, "Yeah, we got her." She yeah. gets on the boat, and it's no, it's really Nazis. And, and Cla- Clive Owen actually kind of wakes up a little bit. He's, you know, and then he has to, you know, save himself somehow. Yeah, all oh. the people on okay. the boat have babies, and they're just they quarantined everybody <laughs> oh, just, on the it's island. A, it's the new, it's the, the ship's the, the tomorrow arc. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what are we gonna call the sequel, guys? Children, Children of Women. women. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, can we talk about the scene where they get to the city? No. Where no, not we that one. We, we can talk about all the other ones, but except not that, that one scene. Um, dude, that that one part where they're all in the city and then they meet the gypsy lady, who's like this Romanian Armenian whatever lady. That whole thing where she gives birth, and you know, it's uh, there's another one long shot man where they start shelling the whole thing, the whole building, and he goes in there and he grabs the baby and the baby cries and everyone oh, just comes surreal. to a oh, stop. Oh, that's amazing. Everyone fucking comes to a still, man. Like, no one... Fu- like, the soldiers going up to fucking kill the fuck... I mean, this is... It's like an eight-minute shot. It starts out with him outside. They're fucking just shelling the shit out of it. He's trying to find her and the baby. He goes up through all that shit with the rebels fucking throwing bazookas down at the soldiers. The soldiers' fucking tanks are fucking... I think once they go outside, does it cut? 
It doesn't cut there's until a, they go to a, no, there, a boat. There, okay, so there's, it starts there's, on the outside. There's outside, but he actually gets pushed into a bus, and when he gets on the bus, some blood hits the lens. Yeah. And then, so I know it, there's so hidden cut. There's a hidden cut. When he goes into the building, it kind of as soon as he goes in, he kind of looks up at the stairwell. If there's a cut right there, when it comes back down, the lens is clean. I don't, I don't know. I know they're hidden cuts. What I'm saying, though, is the shot is designed from... Oh, where it looks like a non-cut. From the minute they yeah. go outside all the way through the building, and back mm-hmm. out. he gets the baby, oh, baby. comes back out, and yeah. then when they go into the tunnel to get to the boat... No, 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 right? no. There, there's a cut before that. So when he goes up in, and then he goes in the room, and the guy's over in the corner, and he's yeah. like... he's like, and he gets he, at the moment, there, there's a cut There's a cut right there where it cuts over and looks at it. Like he, he, gets oh. a, he gets a reaction shot. Then it cuts back to that angle, and it picks up a long, another long shot going out of the building. And but then everyone's right just there. stopping oh. there, though, man. Like... I mean, I remember seeing that, like, the sound design, because all you're hearing is just boof, 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 shelling. That's amazing. The fucking baby crying. There's a fucking he's, tank. Yeah, yeah. It's what everything. The fuck? He just, he's up, he grabs the fucking baby, and there's all this chaos, and then as soon as the baby starts crying, just everything stops except the baby's cry, and then just everyone is looking at that baby. Well, they're also trying to, like, down. like, grasp or touch this baby. Yeah, like, right. it's like, like just, he's a messiah. It, it's been so long, I need to just, he's, he's, what does the skin feel like? He, he's Simba. And then he walks out. <laughs> and then he's like, he walks outside, and guess what? We're humans. We're all fucking shitty. Everything just goes back to fucking and I love shitty. How they instantly go there, but there, there's a shot where they're walking out and everybody's kind of staring at shit. And off in a deep in a room, there's a guy who's like staring and he's looking, and he just gets shot in the back. He just oh, and just falls over just because he was looking. <laughs> I watched the documentary. I watched it was talking about like it was pretty different. From the book, but did anybody read the book? No, did no. you? No, I didn't even know there was a book. Neither did I. Not until kind of looking into it. I, I knew it when the uh, it pops up and says yeah, based on the book by. <laughs> I saw that. And the I was screen like, read it. Huh. Gave it away. It was a book. <laughs> well, I mean, I, you know, the thing I like the most about it is how streamlined it is as a, as a thriller. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's all this uh, immigration and uh, political. There's a lot of social messages thrown in there, but it's mostly background. But it's a very it's mm-hmm. nice. It's not. It's story. not like shit. Tons of exposition. Sp- you know, spat in your face. It's just kind of happening around you. And and but the, yeah. the way the the meandering meandering uh, kind of camera that seems to look around. It's kind of like you're looking around in this world while shit's going on. So you're getting more information without it being told to you. You're seeing it, but. Uh, I just remembered something I wanted to bring up about that long shot. Do you think all those bullet hits were real, or were those digital put in? Some Not, of them are real, like yeah. the uh, because the amount of timing on that, where they land, all that shit going off, and like little dust particles and stuff, and then you go to the next area. That's was, a really was, good VFX crew, man. You you can tell when it's fake because uh, it's not tracked 100 percent great, like. Um, when everyone sees the baby and they're all like super like quiet, popping up by the air, and there's that there's that rocket, that rocket launcher. Somebody gets a hold of a right. rocket launcher, shoots it around out toward the tank. When that comes out of the window, you can tell that that's fake. And they start shooting at the building, and there's all this debris coming from the building and smoke, and it's all CGI. There's one point I don't remember who it is, but one of the, one of the still good. One of the guys we, that we've seen before is like down on the ground, and then like they come up and they shoot him in the head. And that it causes a bunch of shit that all goes off. You oh, that yeah, shot? yeah, you're t- yeah. That is about That's a CGI. second off. You mentioned it's something. Maybe a millisecond off. He pulls the trigger, and it goes, it's like a it's a delay, and, it goes, and then his head explodes. He's talking about the guy with the dreads that killed Julia so, Roberts. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. Hey, that's Charlie Roberts, Hunnam. Yeah. That's not just some guy. <laughs> hey, man. That's Charlie. Charlie. Charlie Hunnam had dreads on, did not look like fucking Charlie Hunnam, all right? Who's Charlie Hunnam? 
Dude, he's a really Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I haven't seen Sons of Anarchy. Pacific Rim. I haven't seen Pacific Rim. Uh, the the new King Arthur. Was he in any Star Trek? No. Uh, no, he was. Not. Like he hasn't Trek. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Lost City of Z. What'd you say? The new what? He hasn't seen it. He the was really what? good in Lost City of Z. Yeah, he was. That's a dark movie. It is a fucking dark movie. It's a good movie. I'll get there eventually. Um, so you brought up something that I had actually made mental note of mentioning. Oh, like. As thematic and you said like subplots there are in the movie, it does keep a pretty streamlined story. I always appreciate that. Like, you know, you can just enjoy the story or you can get into all the little minute details and what's he saying? Yeah, well, I, you know, I like it when that stuff is, is in the background because that way it rewards you on repeat viewings. Right. Like, I watched this twice for the uh, for the podcast, and the first time I viewed it, man, I missed all the uh, quietest billboards and all <laughs> the uh, British propaganda oh, that was yeah, all yeah. over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, report immigrants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you see suspicious activity? <laughs> all that shit. You even report oh, your mother and dad. Uh, no, I love the ad. Just like, she's, uh, he, uh, he's my husband. He's, she's my teacher. <laughs> you know, all, goes, all this shit. It's like anybody. You Ooh, can report geez. anybody. Man, damn. Yeah, I mean but that she's stuff's my best really great on a second Dude, rewatch. It's man, actually but it's not in your face. It's really good writing, man. There's yeah. a lot of really good. There's actually fucking some really funny liners in this film too. It's a lot of the stuff with him and Michael Caine. Yeah. Dude, it's fucking funny, man. I mean, he Pulled even pulls finger. a yeah. He, put, oh, he, 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 he pulls on. a fart joke. And in I there. love how that that's in in his death scene. Yeah, you know, he, he gets shot. He leans back up. He's like, pull my <laughs> finger. <laughs> it's like what a badass. Man, great fucking dialogue in some of that stuff, man. You know, even the guy that helps him, the 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 border agent. Yeah, it goes yeah. back that they feel like real people. Yeah. yeah. In this weird situation. Yeah. And even the, the it's really weird that Julianne Moore gets kind of top billing in this. Like, she's like, you know, second bill. And she's not in the movie very long. But within she's her... She's like three scenes. Sell know, tickets, bro. But with, with her minimal parts in the scene, you, you get so much information that, you know, beyond just their relationship, their son that died and all that. But also, you still see that he still loves her. You know, there's this like, you know, there's still this thing that's there. They, they, well, they play yeah. it so well, and, and yet it's not it's not in your face. It's just kind of there. It well, just kind of unfolds. She's also like the catalyst for his mission for the whole film, right? Right. Because she's the one that's like basically tells him indirectly through Key after she dies. Key reveals like you know she she just she said Theo is the only one I can trust. And right. So like that's oh, yeah, the reason she... he completes the mission. It's because of that, which which I found like to be brilliant fucking writing. Oh yeah, she she knows like once Theo finds out that he's pregnant, right? He's gonna step up. He's gonna become that activist again. Yeah, that exactly. gives a shit about people. Yeah, I... <laughs> even if he does, it's a movie like about whiskey. redemption. You know, just all around redemption for yeah, everybody. Man, there's... Yeah, it's for, everybody. for human race. Like, it's for kinda, Theo. It's kind of actually for everybody. Worse. It's actually worse than the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> Hope he, he did have yeah. to uh, paddle through some sewage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't crawl through some fucking five football fields of shit. But oh. you know, Man, yeah, couple like, football fields life of looks sewage. Good. <laughs> you have like no future in a police state. Ooh, yeah, dude. The, the shots on on the boat where it's all um, fog. And you see the jets fly over, and then you start seeing shit explode just kind of in the mist. 
You're so like, badass. Good thing you got the fuck out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> damn, just in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, I didn't even notice uh, until second viewing. Did you, did you guys notice that the cars, they uh, changed them a little bit to make them a, just a tad futuristic? Yeah, 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 yeah. They got like the warning signs on the- So much on leg the, room. On the, whatchamacallit, the- uh, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Jerry was thinking about that. <laughs> and they drove them wrong Um what I love about it, it's yeah, it's in the future. It's twenty twenty seven, but they didn't go like, oh, let's go full Blade Runner with this shit with like hover cars and all that right. stuff. It's like, no, nah, let's let's make it realistic enough. Like, it's a very realistic future. Well, the, yeah, the the, the the windshield has a HUD, you know, that tells you all the yeah. stuff. And he even said like, oh, even said like collision alert. Yeah, and all yeah. that stuff exists on cars and stuff today and all that, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. There, there's neat little touches in there. Yeah, I like I like the the future cars. I thought they yeah. were good. I like how like some of them you can tell like they were old from 2016, 17. Right. You know, in that world, but they have like solar panels like hooked from a fucking wire tab <laughs> into where the gas tank is. It's fucking funny. It's like it's realistic. Yeah. Like that's how it would be well, in 2027. Yeah. I would just, you know, if I had an option of buying a $500 solar, solar kit. Yeah, man, that's how those cars fucking ran. They were all like half of them were like battery I operated. Miss that. Um, oh, I totally missed that. On the, so you're saying they had little panels on them? Yeah, like like tiny little, but like and you yeah, can see like tanks? yeah, like you you see like it's like almost buying an outfit, you know, kit for like 500 <laughs> bucks. It's like hey, convert your oh, car convert from your a car. gas yeah. oh, dude, that's to badass. this. No, yeah. I totally um, missed that. Okay, yeah, it's totally what. You know, like in 2027, they're not everybody's not going to be driving the 2027 model. Exactly. They're going to be driving yeah, the yeah. 2020. Well, even he's or wearing, 2016 or right. whatever the fuck it is. He's wearing a London 2012 uh, like Olympic shirt. Yeah, which is it's all faded and shit. Oh yeah, which is yeah, really funny. And that so even happened. Many, you know, that, that I caught. So many yeah. amazing subtleties, man. It's just fucking awesome, man. It, it's just it, the production design is incredible on this thing. So camera work, production design, dialogue, like this is fucking this is a very well made film, man. It is. What do you guys think um the importance of the animals in the film is? Not only like like when we stumble upon the school for the first time and well, once all the people the are dead, comes through then the animals take over the yeah. world. <laughs> but there's also like a line when he first shows up at the farm after Julian Moore's character's been shot and all the dogs, they're like, Oh, those dogs don't like anybody, but they like, they like him. You. And it, it just seems like all the animals, like he's like fucking Snow White. Yeah, there's a, a, a little, a little kitten crawling his leg and all that. Wait, what, so you brought up the question? What do you think? Maybe about he's it? just a nice guy, and animals <laughs> like him. <laughs> he's 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 the he's one of the saviors, you know. He's the. He's I, the I, I I guess that's the uh, religious yeah. mythology. Yeah, the animals can see it. Do you also think like some of it is um, all the kids are gone, so p- people have more pets, or more people have pets? I guess mm-hmm. is right. a better way of saying that. I don't know. I didn't put any thought into it. Yeah, no. it, it gives you something to do. Well, the first There's time, just so many pets everywhere. Yeah. When, like, when I saw Key, you know, when Key reveals her pregnant status to him, it was inside what you would call a manger, and it had all these fucking animals around. And the two biggest animals that are in front of her that moved was like a cow. And well, she even starts that conversation right, but talking about cutting off cow tits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And Clive Owen's character even says like, "Why?" Why the fuck did you bring me in here? We're, 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 talking, we're talking about, about cutting titties. off cow titties? Okay. Because uh, that's a fun pastime. If you've never done it, don't knock it. But he does put emphasis on that. You're right. Yeah. And so that's you know that's what I mean. Like, like I think you're right. There is a little bit of like people's void of not having kids. All right. Animals, you need to tend to them. You need to take care of them just kind of like a kid, you know. Um, there is part of it that I mean, way. The other well, part is... Well, you do like the, taking care of things. Yeah. As a... As a species, species. Yeah. 
Unless you're tasty. <laughs> mm. We still take care of you. We still take care of them for a little we while. We raise them. Yeah. <laughs> Fed you up. Till it's time to kill you. And then we get that fucking Have I ever told y'all my, my pet cow oh, story? Yeah. Wait, what? No. Your pet cow? I've never told the story on the... on. No, I've never heard the you pet, had a pet cow? cow story? Oh, yeah. Growing up, my grandfather had a farm down Is in Is this going to end like Silence of the Lambs? Should we so. prepare uh, listeners that are like uh, <laughs> animal lovers? Yes. <laughs> Warning. All right, so, so you may want to skip this one. From, like, calf, mm-hmm. Blackie was Blackie. my calf. And, I mean, he got to be a really big bull, and I'd go, and he's real nice, you know, gentle. And so for, like, two years, you know, I had a cow in Mississippi. And then one day we went down to visit my grandparents, and we're eating dinner. And I thought about it. I was like, where's Blackie? My grandma goes, you just ate him. <laughs> how, how old were you? Probably about ten at this time. I'm How like, are you not traumatizing a vegan right now? I was like, "Are uh, you? This is Blackie," and she's like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna let you take a lot of it home." <laughs> huh? So that's how that works. So you just immediately started crying Blackie's while delicious. you were like, oh my god, this is so good. Grandma, nobody cooks barbecue like you. <laughs> steaks. They were steaks. Oh, okay. Steaks. Medium rare, yeah, yeah, black yeah. She knew how to, she knew how to deliver <laughs> bad news. Uh, your ribeye. Wow. It was tenderized without your love. <laughs> True Damn, story, man. Uh, I mean, seriously, I don't, how are you not vegan right now? And oh. I guess I mean I, I knew they I knew that's why they were raising cows. So I don't know if I had a pet cow and that was my buddy. And I gave it a name, and I come see it, and I'm looking forward to it on weekends. And I give it little hugs, like a little fucking idiot, ten year old. <laughs> and then my grandma feeds me that fucking steak. My grandma is a psycho. I'm like, fuck that. I will never eat this, ever again. It's time for this child to learn would, the ways of the ways of the world. I wouldn't say it like freaked me out, but it, I, it did disturb me. I remember Dude. like seriously thinking about like, wow, we just ate blackie. <laughs> That is so weird. That's a terrible name for the cow. <laughs> yeah, this sounds well, so bad. It makes me think you would get black and black. I was like eight when I named him, all right? I'm literally thinking about it right now. I'm like, what if for some reason still a someone cow. was like listening to this on their podcast? <laughs> they and it. It, no, no, Yeah, and then like their wife comes and in and black. they unplug it and it goes on the Bluetooth thing and it's like... What the fuck are you listening to? You ate Blackie? Or did she like reports him? It's like, my husband is a fucking white supremacist bullshit. <laughs> he ate Blackie. And he's laughing hard. Poor Blackie. Because you know half our audience, they're listening to this while they're hey, doing man. the dishes or you know, they're I'm fucking sure cutting they're, their lawn. They're cannibal racist too, dude. Cannibal racist. <laughs> That's the third creature that comes out of the water after Clive Owen. P- people have an issue with, with meat for some reason. They, you know, as long as they're separated... They don't want to think about where the where the food comes from, but that's, that's unfortunately that's how it happens. You got to kill Blackie. No, I I I know where it comes from, man. I uh, I grew up. Um, I I slaughtered some goats and, and and cows and stuff, man. Grandma would make me do that shit. That's Hell yeah. that's where we got our uh, leather rugs and stuff like that. No shit. Yeah, man. We dry them all. We fucking put them on a. Hook. I know how to fucking tie them up. Put them on a hook. Sling them. Cut them. All that stuff. No way. Learned that when I was like nine or ten. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. The chickens always trip me. I out. am secretly <laughs> a redneck immigrant. Nice. Just so you guys know, there are rednecks in every country in the world, not just here. <laughs> <laughs> there are redneck Mexicans, <laughs> and they're awesome. I can remember telling my brother because Grandma would go out to get a chicken, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, watch, 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 watch. She would neck. just grab it. Yeah. Swing the neck. Yeah. 
Those are awesome. Damn, that's a ball. That's, yeah. Damn. That poor delicious animal. <laughs> I know. It swings are amazing. Look, guys, I do. I go deer hunting and stuff. I've, I've totally had my share, and it's so good. Yeah, if you guys thought we're all four intellectuals that talk about films, you're sadly mistaken. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you guys are brutes. <laughs> Brian Shut up. Is like, I'm, I'm refined with my, last year. I don't with my glass of wine. I don't even, I, don't, I won't eat a single animal product, okay? That's destroying the rainforest, all right? Except I'm just fucking this. <laughs> it's delicious. God, fuck. Oh, God. Cow is so good. Oh, we're going to get so, so much fucking hate mail. Oh, my God. It's going to yeah, be. Whatever, man. I like, eat meat. So what? Fuck it. I mean, that's not a crime yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. What was the Ron White joke? Cows are destroying the ozone layer. What are you doing for the ozone layer? I mean, I'm eating the cows. <laughs> I'm only one man. <laughs> oh my goodness! Back to the movie, real quick. Oh, really? One real quick question. Okay. Theo's backstory: his son dies, right, from the and flu or some shit. Yeah. Were they laying that in the movie as a possible backstory and possible cause of of the for disaster. why? Yeah, yeah, for why everyone, all the women are infertile. That was my thought when I when I got to that scene because they never say in the movie, and I, I really like that. Like, Michael Caine even has that thing, like, you know... Yeah, like, why do you think women are infertile? Because no one I knows. I don't even remember that in the movie. What? That scene? Oh, it was. Oh, no, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. I it's just totally it. was. It's after he gave him weed, and he's like, guess what that's called? Yeah. He's like, no call. <laughs> I remember him telling the joke, yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, that that was my thought when I when I saw that scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think it's probably in there to make you wonder, is that what it... But I think they purposely don't tell you what's causing it. I don't think they really keep need you questioning to know. Yeah. what yeah. what information in my hearing could have been connected to the cause of it. Oh no, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's important to enjoy in the movie or anything. No, like no, that. totally not. No. And it's, it's one of that... the very few films that do it well, where you're not frustrated. Like, what the fuck is actually going on? I need to right. know what caused this. You know, you know how like some films. I'm totally cool with people leaving things out, man. I don't Anything. know, man. I'm usually, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm usually frustrated about that sometimes. Like, for example, what's that zombie film that's from a video game where it's uh, um, Resident, Resident Evil? Resident Evil, which has Thanks. a fucking boat at the end of it, too, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what if she shows up to the Resident Evil boat? I mean, he could have just been <laughs> being hunted that, that by zombies. Four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like that, man. It took fucking forever to figure out what the fuck it was and it just turned out to be a fucking corporation that just wanted some extra money off of a drug the experiment. T-Virus fuck that I don't know. fuck I tend that to... that is frustrating that, that, that is what the video games were though to be yeah. fair I, I, okay that, but I don't play video games bro because I'm an adult so uh, fuck whoa whoa whoa, what... whoa sir thank you very much Thank you very I, much. I I'm, play I'm video games. Busy. Fuck you guys, man. Hey, man. Wait, what the hell? I got into a video game Fucking kick. break this goddamn glass for and cut two months. Now. No, I'm I I got into that kick with you. Now. I got into it for two months. Call of Duty 2009. No, sorry, 2010 Xbox. The only time I played video game was those two months. When I was just sitting at home, didn't have to do shit, and I just played video games with you every night till 3 in the morning. That's Dude. how we became buddies. <laughs> I still play Friday the 13th God on, damn. on PS4. See, yeah. I don't. I don't play shit, man. I, See, I tend to. I think I tend to like information being left out yeah. a little bit more. Like sometimes I get really igno- annoyed by finding out what the cause is. Is like I'm totally into the story. I'm like, oh, this is so weird. And that's oh, weak. that's the cause. And it's fucking weak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what sucks about fucking like every time J.J. Abrams gets a hold of his little fucking mystery box, and you're like, oh, what is it? What is it? And you open it up, and you're like, motherfucker, that's it. They God were damn. all dead and already on the island. What the fuck? Damn. Right. It would have been so much more interesting. Give me for Christmas here, motherfucker. What? The ride was okay, but the ending was like, what? 
<laughs> right? Like, yeah. so I, I think a lot of times I, I'm satisfied with leaving that open and letting, you know, letting my imagination fill in the gaps of, I think it was this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if it's done right, that it's abs- you're absolutely 100% right. If you do it right, like the way they did it with this one, you're like, it really doesn't matter if you know exactly 100% what it was. You can add your little imagination to it. But yeah, I guess, I mean, if it's not done right, message. either way, it's going to fail. <laughs> exactly. It's like Book of Eli was fucking so well done until you find out what the fuck it was. And you're like, oh. Wait, what was it? Was just, wait, what? We, we, we bombed, we, no, we bombed each other with nuclear weapons, yeah. Wait, like, wait, that was a question mark in that movie? Yeah. Like what the apocalypse uh, was? Yeah, or some so movie. That, yeah. I, I, I know the feeling you're talking about. There's, I'm trying you to remember the movie. movie. And I, I just remember, like, being so frustrated and looking at my wife going, this movie would make so much more sense if they would just explain the setup. Yeah. It's like the setup made no sense. Yeah. Oh, the box was that way. Uh, you know, the horror films do that shit sometimes, too. It's like, how the fuck is that box evil? <laughs> was that the one where you got to push the button? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it had it had decent who cares moments. Why, in who it. cares why the box is fucking evil? It's a fucking evil box. I mean, you do stuff that, like fucking bad shit <laughs> no, happens. But, that's okay, what the movie's okay, about. Here's the thing: if the box was found and it did do that, that's one thing. But that box was delivered. That means there was an intent behind it. I need to know what the fucking intent was and why that fucking box is evil, motherfucker. I, wait, don't they answer that? That's in the movie? for the sequel. That's that they, they answered it in a shitty fucking directed DVD sequel, and it was fucking horrible. I know. I thought in the box they they answered all that stuff. And, Dude, I don't I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta re- watch yeah. it. It's uh, Richard Kelly, the guy who did uh, Donnie Darko. I saw it. I just don't remember it. Oh, oh speaking yeah. of Donnie Darko, I had the privilege of working with Beth Grant. She was the lady that's staring at the mailbox the entire time, hmm. and she was in Speed. She's a really good actress. It there was we awesome. go. Speed. Yeah, Thank and you. it was for a buddy Wasn't of ours, uh, Matteo Cervanti. Uh, he was directing it. Yeah, Nissan Dorma. Dude, she's a badass fucking actor. And she had some really good stories. And she was I in bet. Donnie Darko. What did you say? So wasn't she in Big Love or something like that? She was in some TV show. Oh, uh, no. She show. was in The Office. Don't she was me. Dwight Schrute's uh, 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 nanny. Yeah, she was. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was his nanny slash uh, date uh, for the, the dinner scene. Wasn't she in like Fried Green Tomatoes or Still Magnolias as well? Yeah, there's some, there's something like that I'm trying to place her in. Yeah, but uh, she's, she's done a bunch of stuff. She's one of those, stuff. like, I can't. Dude, she's been in a shit yeah. ton of stuff. Man. Anyway. She's in, it's just, that was awesome. Man, there you go, tidbit. That's why I don't come on podcasts sometimes, because I'm too busy yeah, doing the real work. people, motherfuckers. Hey, guys. <laughs> we at the rating here? I do believe we are, Brian. All right. Let's rate the movie. Let's go around the room. Children of Men. <gasps> Benson. Jared. Oh, what the fuck, man? I... I Ten. I have Waheed. <laughs> I, I just nominated myself. <laughs> ten. All right. Why are you giving it a ten, Waheed? Why am I giving it a ten? Yeah, it's you fucking just... perfect, man. It is okay. Not a lot. Like the music is in there on purpose. The dialogue is fucking awesome. They put you in these fucking scenes and they put you in these moods with them, where you're following with the characters, but you're seeing the background. It's so subtle, yet like you understand everything, dude. It's a Fucking dude, that's perfect. It's like Amadeus. You can't you can't get better than this fucking film. That is definitely one of my top ten. Rock me, Amadeus. I don't know. Yeah, Amadeus is still <laughs> my number one. I don't know. Arrival was a was a better sci-fi film. Uh, hey man, Arrival is up there for me, Same. but I don't even consider this to be a sci-fi film. I consider this to be a, a humanistic fucking. No, film. this is a science fiction film, bro. Drama thriller for me. That's what I consider this. This is science fiction. It's science fiction. Is it? I mean, yeah, you can say know. it's a drama. It's not Star Wars or anything, anything but it's, it's science it's a, fiction. Yeah, you can I don't know it's why, because but... women, what, dude, that's not inconceivable. Fucking women can. When at your some movie point, takes place in the future, 
it's automatically science fiction. That's how that works. Uh, yeah, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's know. just if, if, it's, if a, it's in the future. future what if it's fiction? A, yeah, future fiction. <laughs> it's future a new fiction. genre we're starring, Jeremy and I. <laughs> future fiction. Hey guys. Future fiction. I'm just saying the time machine. The most you know. recent future yeah. fiction film. The most recent future fiction feature. <laughs> feature film. Oh my gosh. All right, Jerry, what are you rating? Uh, obviously, this movie's a ten, and everything that that Mr. Uh, Wahid said is totally true, and I really like how this movie makes it feel like uh, you're you're always uneasy. It's like you're never safe. Uh, shit can happen at any second. Shit pops up. You know, think things are always... The characters really... Anytime they get a chance to kind of get a little bit of a breather, then boom, they're right back in the middle of it. So, great, great movie. Definitely, it's a 10 because it's in my top 10. Top 10. So you yeah. got two top 10s right real. here. That's real. Yeah, you man. Got, you, you guys are really high praise. All right. I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but I would give it a 10. I don't see any reason not to. <laughs> boom. All right, well... Here's I mean, Brian. It's a 5.5. Like, like, I was going to was gonna say 9, but I, just, I can't think of any reason to take a point Don't away. Don't let him talk you down. I can't think of a reason to take a point away either, man. It's not my favorite science fiction movie, and I know like a lot of people like, love this. The only reason I would have is like it's not one I'm going to immediately want to go watch again. But when watching it, it's I mean it's pretty flawless. It's super impressive. So, yeah. It's a filmmaker's film. You know, like, okay, if I have like one little teeny nitpick to make, God. And, and just, just, just one. You the know color what? of his shoes. Yeah, you seem like one the, scene. Well, when he got the shoes. Yeah, like, oh, you had to wait this long to get shoes and look no, like that. You know, it's, it's like when I brought up, like, I feel like people are ducking out of the way of the camera. The fucking, the car scene, dude, I do feel like the actors are, like, having to duck out of the way of the camera. Because they are. I know. But it doesn't matter. There, it's still and there's fucking a, there's phenomenal. there's a moment where they're but having... There's a couple of moments where, like, I can see Their acting is definitely in, affected by the one take. And the fucking CGI ping pong ball. I Wait, tell that you, was no, CGI? No. Yeah, yeah, get you the couldn't fuck tell. Out of here. No, no yeah. get the fuck out of here, dude. It no. had no yeah. weight. It's all CGI. It had no weight. Well, when I saw that in the theater, I was yeah. like, "Whoa, that was really cool." But it's 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 obviously CGI. But the, I mean, it's, it's good CGI. Yes, it's all yeah. CGI. Yeah, it's get, CGI. No, get the fuck. Out yes, yeah, no. Dude. The ping pong no. ball is fake. Yeah, it's totally fake. You didn't I'm think gonna... they really did that, did you? No. Yes. What? No, dude. Get the. F- I'm gonna look this you, up. No, it's true. It's true. It's true. The actors would go through the trouble of learning that, right? And then have to. If I'm paying my actors five million dollars. As a producer, you've yeah. got a take that involves all of that that's going to happen. It has to start. And are with you that. chancing it? Yeah. Are you going to? Are really you going to ch- chance on them missing a ping pong ball with their teeth? And then or it it. just CG it. You're, you're right. As a producer, I would CG it. As a director, I'd be like, nah, I want it to be authentic. <laughs> I want to see some of those possible. fucking balls in your mouth. I need to see mouth. the light on the ping pong ball. Dude, it if actually that looks was CGI, pretty good. that is fucking great, man. It looks pretty I, good up until, like, there's a couple parts where you I think the baby is impressive. The baby. Uh, the baby's real, though. No, the baby's no, not. Oh, that's CGI, too? Dude, no, so, get so the fuck when, out when of she, here. When, when she was giving birth. When she, the, the, are you the, watching the this second, on DVD? The second half of her body is fake. No, I have it. I own it on iTunes. Check, I, check, I check it out, fucking HD. SD. The uh, when when they shot the when they <laughs> shot the birthing scene, this, the second half of her body was a, was a was a fake, and then they actually removed a fake baby, uh-huh. uh to get the motion out of it, and they replaced it with a CG baby, and then uh, that's how they did that. Yeah, dude, they replaced it's insane. They replaced the ceiling in that shot and uh, the lantern. There's yeah. a uh, cord on the lantern that they painted out. 
that lantern has a cord on it. And on top of that, like, they didn't even finish, like, the whole set floor. There's, like, loose boards. But, yeah, you, you get on the, the DVD or Blu-ray, look at the behind-the-scenes, you can actually... You know, they'll show you a before and after. They what? changed a crap load, dude. This movie has got... Like, don't get me wrong. The camera work really is incredible. But there is so much post-production. Like, yes. I think that's where the budget went. I think this movie was, like, a $45 million movie. I bet you're right. And they tacked on, like, an easy $12 million in post... For CGI and shit? Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, look, man. Come that on. makes a lot of sense. he just gotten off of uh, Harry Potter, right? And the Prisoner of Azkaban? That endless Azkaban. And, dude, he knew how, like, those toys work. He was figuring it out. And then what does he do after this? Gravity. Oh, man, Gravity. Brilliant Motherfucker film. knew what he was doing. Yeah, he does. You know, Gravity is one of those movies that you see in the theater, and it loses a lot. Really? On home video. It I was does. about to say. Oh, yeah. It's, it was amazing in the theater. Oh, like, like, yeah. Dude, felt it, like really like, yeah. It, it sucked upon, like, I was, like, watching it at home. And I have, like, a decent surround system, and, like, you know, I have a decent setup at home. Like, this doesn't hold the same weight. Because I remember when she landed on Earth in that theater... I, I fucking, I just didn't give a she shit. She felt like I, a fucking giant, right? I stood yeah. up, and I was like, yes, motherfucker. And I'm watching it there, I'm like, eh. <laughs> I think it also Not loses something on, like, second watch. I watched it, went, saw it in the theater with you. Yeah. And then when it came out on Blu-ray, I watched it with my wife, and she was all, like, loving it. But then we watched it again with some friends of hers. And she was like, I see what you mean. It's not as good this time. It's like Looper. Man, I saw it twice in the theater. And let me tell you what. Every time somebody has ever complained about 3D, I was like, you didn't see Gravity. <laughs> you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. It All is, those it fucking fun particles and... were flying at my fucking face. I was literally, I was ducking for cover. It was like, where the fuck is the popcorn bag? It, it is fun in 3D. and it, That is a event. Yes, it is. Yes. That's it. There we go, guys. This you never said you're rating. A masterpiece. No, it's a 10. It's a 10. Okay, good. It is a 10. Yeah, you know. and he agreed with me. <laughs> yeah, he agreed of not docking at a point. Okay. Yeah, no, look. I, the, yeah, the the camera and the car, yeah, it's... I'm just You know what the problem right is? Now, is so. The problem is is that he just tops it so much better at the end. Yeah. You know, it's just... That, fuck, that sells it. Anyway, all right. We're closing out the show here, guys. <laughs> You guys have been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew, crew spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can the audience follow you, sir? J. Edward Benson. Jared, where can they follow you, good man? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate and on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. And Wahid? Um, WAFilms.com or anything WAFilms. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're closing out the show tonight with track number nine from the Children of Men soundtrack titled Mother of God, Here I Stand. This is from composer John Trabin. Enjoy. Enjoy.